Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. midfield Barrow just stumbled but she scores and they spring on to attack here they can into the penalty area charge they equalize quick as you like Breslin gives them hope Wellington Phoenix back on level terms back into the penalty area a chance now to the crossbar on the rebound and it's in the back of the net there is no flag Wellington Phoenix take the Turned it around in the opening 15 minutes of the second half. And for the second time in two weeks, Perth Glory see a 1-0 lead disappear. Ball just tries to get away from everybody. Throws it into the end zone to a lot of traffic. And there's a pick on the other side. And coming back from the end zone is Holland. And Holland is at the midfield. And Holland is inside the 40. And Holland is inside the 20. Can you believe this? That is insanity. That's as crazy as anything you'll ever see. You throw in a Hail Mary, and it's a Hail Mary, all right, for the defense. If there's ever a play that embodies an entire season, this is it for the New York Jets. Yikes. Free kick. Linda, the backs of Saki and Batch. Saki to deliver. No, he's gone. Corner got a powerful left hand on it. That would have been an absolute stunner. Ball up behind. Here it is. Here's the goal. Now it's Dallow, 
And Garnacho! That is of the very highest order. In terms of the great moments of Premier League gymnastics. This is phenomenal. You can see it on his face. He knows. He's got that kind of circular mouth as if to say, oh, I've never scored anything better than that in my life. And right now, at this stage of the season, that's the best I've seen. In terms of timing and technique, it doesn't get any better. Wayne Rooney, eat your heart out. Wow. And wow again. And we'll be watching this for many a long year to come. Kia good morning and welcome into Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on your Monday morning. It is seven past six, so much sport over the weekend, so much sport still going on. We've got live games at the moment coming from uh, Manchester United versus Everton is on at the moment. We've got a whole bunch of NFL games kicking off shortly as well. And uh, good morning to you, still in the in the far north there, Kempi. Uh, looks like you might have a bit of rain on the way, dear. Is it a bit grey up there? Oh, no, it's actually, it's actually looking all right, Rick. It's not a bad day up here. It's been quite nice this weekend. Just quite a bit of wind um, around the joint. But uh, the sun's definitely been out and, and able to get uh, quite a few little jobs done. So, um, yeah, mate, it's been, it's been good. There's, uh, it's nice to be up here when there's no rain for a change. Because most, most of the trips that I've been up here, there's been plenty of rains. And talking to Joe from Gizzy over the weekend, they're getting plenty again down the east coast there, which is uh, and real, you know, must be really tiresome for the people living on the East Cape at the moment when that rain comes down after the devastation that's gone through um, the East Cape. But yeah, it's uh, mate, a very nice morning. And yeah, listening to Robbie's uh, intro into the show this morning, a lot of a lot of sport over the weekend. Uh, a lot of sport that you don't normally get to see because uh, you know we've had so many World Cups on. Uh, I enjoyed the Phoenix, and you were at both the games on the weekend because uh, you had both, both the Phoenix and, of course, the championship, the New Zealand um, Soccer Championship finals on. How was that for you, mate? Were you uh, were you impressed by the you know being live and by obviously both the Phoenix teams getting uh, getting the job done, but just the state of soccer in New Zealand. Yeah, mate, it's been uh, it was a big weekend for football, all right. Uh, yeah, the, the both Phoenix teams winning at Mount Smart Team uh, Mount Smart Stadium was great to see, uh, and and then yesterday, yeah, we saw the uh, the National League Grand Finals as well, and uh, a couple of a couple of new winners, Auckland United getting the women's uh, championship, and uh, Wellington Olympic beating Auckland City uh, to win the uh, was national. That, was that a surprise? Yeah, it was a little. Well. On paper, you would say so. About three weeks ago, Wellington Olympic beat Auckland City 3-1 up in Auckland at Kiwitea Street. And Auckland had been a little bit, maybe, you know, they they were eight points clear at the top and everybody thought they were going to hose it home. And they ended up finishing level on points with Olympic. So um, Olympic were probably on the up and Auckland City were plateauing a wee bit. And Auckland City, the other thing is that uh, tomorrow they go to Saudi Arabia to play in the Club World Cup which they qualified for by winning the Oceania Champions League. So okay. it did make me wonder whether or not they had one eye sort of a little bit further down the road. Yeah, well, yeah. they definitely have the one eye, one eye um, on getting their team in the or getting the Auckland team in, I guess. Um, so those players that will be thinking about that as well. But that uh, that World Club Championship comes around every year. Now, that Auckland City side, 
Um, they, they got they got plenty to play for. They got plenty plenty of um, I guess trophies. Would you say trophies? Well, trophies and money. I mean, uh, and money. I, yeah, yep. I'm not sure. Uh, if it's changed, but I remember a few years ago that it used to be uh, if yeah they they play a game so this club World Cup's hosted in different places and everywhere that hosts it uh, because Oceania is the smallest association the Oceania champion has to play the local champion to get into the main draw but uh, so they get five hundred thousand US for qualifying and then they get another five hundred thousand US if they win that game and then from there on I think there's about a million US for every game. Well, yeah, that changes that. Yeah, we talked about that last week, didn't we? That changes lives, um, especially lives of the community in New Zealand when they're trying to make ends meet. So all the best to those boys. Um, Good on you, Rick, for going out there and um, burning the wick both ends, mate, getting up early in the morning and then having to spend your whole weekend there looking at soccer and uh, emceeing and keeping everyone happy. Well, mate, I I worked it out. Have any hooligans... Coming at you, did you? No, How are you not, going? Nah, not too many, mate. I was I was up in the gods, <laughs> so I was all right. I was all right, but uh, yeah, I worked it out. I did twenty hours over the weekend. Um, so well, I hope you got a good hourly rate. Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's not too bad. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. Don't feel sorry for me on that front. But uh, yeah, so no, it was good. <laughs> it was good. But well, I got to say, yeah, so like on Saturday, so I got there at about what time did I get there? Just I had to get there before midday, and then uh, first game didn't kick off till four thirty. So we had a whole bunch of prep stuff to do. But I didn't get home till after 10. And, uh, you know, it's a, a long day uh, when you're just on your feet all the time and, and things. So uh, you got home and then uh, you know, I thought, oh, well, I don't have to be back there tomorrow until 11. So I'm gonna have a, I have a bit of a sleeping. Nah, we've got a kitten. And this kitten is, she's, she's coming up a year. Um, so she started, she went from catching skinks and bringing those in to catching birds. And after the third bird in five days fluttering around the house, we were like, nah, need to do something about this. So we, I got her a collar with the biggest bell on it that I could find, the loudest bell to try and yeah. stop her catching birds. But now, mate, every time she comes through the cat door, it sounds like Rudolph is here. And it's like <laughs> Santa's got here, got here early. Uh, and so she, yeah, she woke me up at about 6.30 because she comes and jumps on the end of the bed and then you know how cats uh, wash themselves vigorously when you're trying to sleep? Yeah, it does yeah. that, but there's a bell going the whole time as well. Yeah, so yeah. I just woke me up at Get about 6.30. Of the bell. Woke me up at 6.30. I was like, oh, God. But anyway, that's a, that's a whole another story. Uh, some sad news this morning, Kempi, is that yeah. uh, uh, Terry Venables, uh, who was famous uh, as England coach, England football coach, but also played for Chelsea and Spurs and coached QPR and Tottenham and a, and a bunch of others, uh, passed away at the age of 80. Yeah, very, very sad. Uh, you know, Terry Venables was the English coach when I was there, and uh, you would remember, Rick, because you have the same elk, the uh, 96 Euro Cup there that was played over mm. um, in England. I was, I was uh, lucky enough to experience that when Venables was the coach of the English side. Obviously, he had some great players, Alan Shearer. Um, it was one of them, Paul Gascoigne. Yeah. When he came on, you know, he was he was also very good. Uh, Gary Lineker is probably the one that everyone knows. Um, you know, and very highly regarded uh, Terry Venables as a as an English coach, but just as a a very good, I'd, I'd say from the players' point of view, manager. They, they all they all calling him um, boss. You know, thanks for. I, I've just read a couple of the um, the messages that are coming in from all those ex players back in '96 and. 
Yeah, very sad day, Terry Venables. Jeez, time time flies, doesn't it? When you when you're reading some of those stories and you're going, "Yep, I, was, I actually remember exactly where I was that day uh, when England were playing in those those Euros back then." Um, so sad day for England soccer. Yeah, um, definitely with T- Terry Venables passing away. Well, he was he was one. He was a bit of a trailblazer, Terry Venables, because he was the first English coach that I can think of. I think probably even before Bobby Robson that went and coached on the continent. You know, so he co- he took over Barcelona. And coach yeah. Barcelona, he was the guy that had brought Gary Lineker and Steve Archibald from England, um, you know, from the English League over to to play for Barcelona. Famously, you know what he did? The first player that he sold when he was uh, in charge of Barcelona? Who was that? Maradona. Sold Maradona to Napoli. He was like, no, too much trouble. Get rid. Off he goes. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like, yeah, when, you're, when you're looking at uh, some of those comments that are made by the ex-players there, he... He had, had an uncanny knack of bringing everyone together, so I dare say it'd be a sad day in England and, a, and a, an old boys catch up about talking about old stories and stuff like that. There'll be plenty of those coming out over the next uh, 24 hours. Yep, indeed there will be, and uh, hopefully we'll get somebody out of the UK to uh, talk to us about Venable's legacy as well, passing away overnight at the age of 80. Uh, Kempi's kicker result, let, let's just say that Brett is banned from making any more Dolphins bets. <laughs> uh, he had Tyreek Hill to make 50 yards fifty yards rushing in both halves against the Jets. Guess how many he made for the whole game? 48. Two. Two <laughs> rushing yards. I think he got 37 receiving yards. But Brett, yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Oh, trying to look after um, people that are really consistently thrown in, in bets. Oh, I actually believe Brett. I believed in Brett. I'm coming in to defend Brett, lads. It was uh, 50 or more receiving yards in each half. Oh, was it receiving yards? Not right. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. Well, he got... He, he, well, I mean, put, I don't that, actually, put that aside, he got 39 for the whole game. Yeah, well, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how many he actually got per half, but uh, uh, the X on the TAB account uh, partnered with the X by the draw for Tottenham versus Aston Villa means a pretty unsuccessful kicker. Yeah, it didn't, didn't go particularly well. Did not go particularly well. We did actually hear there's a piece of news actually. Um, remember last week we were talking about there was that player survey about the best and worst stadiums in the NFL. Yep. And um, MetLife Stadium, which was the stadium of the Jets and the Giants, got voted the worst. That's where the Dolphins played. And uh, one of the Dolphins' um, biggest players, uh, Torres Achilles, in that game against the Jets, he's done for the season. And uh, Brett has just sent me vid- footage on Twitter of the of the incident. It was non-contact, and no. he just went to go. He just went to take off, and the artificial turf underneath his studs shifted, and he went and yeah. bang. Uh, so he's yeah, like, I saw I saw that too. I, I watched that yesterday on the socials um, from behind. They had a little close up of uh, the Achilles snapping when that player took off. It, it is a problem. I've got to say, you know, back in, I, I think we played Melbourne to make the eight in 2001 and we played under the Etihad Stadium in Melbourne and it had a roof. But when you walked down on the pitch, the pitch looked like a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. So the, the, the ground, the grass never grew. It, grew. it grew in patches and they had all season tried to save it that the, when you walked on the pitch, it was just all mismatched pieces of grass that would move all the time. And... That's what you're getting at the moment, I think, with those new stadiums is, is, you know, unless you put an artificial pitch down, if you're trying to grow grass, well, you can't keep that roof closed. Yeah, exactly. And that, that doesn't help with uh, player safety at the end of the day. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, Brett from Huntley. Good morning. 
Oh, hell no. Hell no. What's your excuse? He had 64, he had 64 yards in the first 10 minutes in his first four catches, bro. Not according to the box and score. I, I looked it up. The box score says he got 37 rushing and two receiving for the whole match. He had 104 receiving for the match. Not according to the official box score he didn't, bro. I don't know what you were watching. Because <laughs> I, I watched this. Wow. Is there a green tick next to that to that bet? That's all I want to know because we're trying to get you paid. Did we get a green tick? No, because uh, he, well, another injury. So along with that one that I sent you, Ricardo, on Twitter, uh, Tyreek's ankle got squashed underneath on his second catch, which was a 30-plus-yard 30, 30 catch. And then he got strapped up and then Tua stopped throwing to him because he was injured. So, Jalen um, Waddle started getting all the receptions. Well, I like it when, a, when a, uh, a tipster comes in and he backs up his bet with some excuses when all we were looking for were 50 yards from from your Dolphins. I, seriously, though, Brett, are you going to change who you support? Oh, hell no. We smashed him. 34-13. It was a big win against the Jets. Oh, they were pretty poor, though, to be fair, the Jets. Because the Dolphins are good at throwing throwing intercept passes, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Tua wasn't playing. I'll give you that one, Kimpy. Tua did not have his best game. Uh, there was no. a 99-yard uh, intercept return on that game. But uh, if I can get Ricardo to send you that um, image that I sent him this morning, uh, Uncle, um, and just in regards to what Ricardo brought up last week, how stadiums are not enjoyed by some players and... I've seen the injury list for ACLs and Achilles tendons on the artificial turf. But I've, yeah. only the time I've played on artificial turf is my biggest concern is getting scabs from carpet burns. Mm. But yeah, there's, there's a pretty horrific one that um, happened to Jalen Phillips, uh, outside linebacker for um, the Dolphins. He just went to push off and it, his Achilles pretty much exploded on him. Yeah, well, it's not pretty. Yeah.